Welcome back to episode 169, nice, the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and today we're interviewing Benny the Dev from the Track Network. Here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, who is Benny and how did he get into the Ordinals ecosystem? Next, what led Benny to build the Track Network? Then, Benny explains how TAP protocol works. And finally, how does he feel about the future of ordinals? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 169 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on, dude? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. And finally, we get Benny, the dev from Track, on the call with us. Thank you for joining us, Benny. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing? No, good, man. Doing I'm good. so so to, so glad to talk to you, man. Um, so just to kind of kick off the conversation, we've been kind of uh, conversating, um, kind of like in the DMs, just talking about bitmaps. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about TAP protocol, these TAP punks that we've been hearing about. Yeah. Talk about the future of bitmaps. Yeah, there's actually a lot of different, like, verticals we can go down because i think so we're both builders in this uh, ordinals bitmap space and uh brc20 whatever this whole bit building on bitcoin movement thing that's happening yeah we're all deeply invested and interested in this and i think you you have a much uh i think deeper root than us because we were mostly observers in this bitcoin th- space up until yeah. bitmap happened yeah. <laughs> then we found like a a personal i guess attachment to some something of substance within this whole ordinals ecosystem right but correct me if i'm not mistaken your origins go all the way back to uh rarity garden and uh looks ordinal you have several projects that you've been cooking up so i guess if you can just kind of like run us down like a history like of the lore of benny you know what got you interested in this space and uh Mm, yeah okay yeah, so, um, well, it's, uh, it goes even further back. Um, mm-hmm. I also started off as a uh, Solidity Theorem developer, right? Okay. So I'm uh, uh, more or less since 2018 um, developing uh, with, uh, with Solidity on, Ethere- on Ethereum. Um, I went through all the... Uh, uh, all the all the bull market uh, bear market uh, traps. I wanted to say bull traps, but uh, went through all the the bear. But it was a really great time to learn all that stuff. <clears throat> and uh, at some point, then uh, when when the bull market started, I uh, um, got interested in the NFT space because my my uh, my my professional origin was always, has always been uh, content management, right? So. Um, that is where where uh, I personally basically started, right? Um, being a, a developer, and um, so uh, that caught my inten- uh, attention because uh, a lot of um, what was going on back at that time uh, remembered me a lot of the um, um, of the of the beginning of of uh, basically content management on the web, yeah, web two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't even say web one, right? So mm-hmm. and. Um, I realized um, that, uh, that there's, there's a lot of uh, things are cross-acting there and a lot of uh, tools are missing, right? So uh, so then I went further down that route and um, did also some, uh, I would say, um, ooh, first mover things back then, right? 
but then pfps came <laughs> so and then um yeah that's from there in my opinion uh sorry to be that honest things went downhill the, the entire space got extremely quickly um uh thrown under the bus through streamlined uh, uh um nft pfp schemes yeah. right yes. so uh uh, it was nuts. There was obviously a big money behind it, and you had zero chance uh, to to come up with something. You everybody wanted to have PFPs, the same streamed streamlined types of collectibles, and <clears throat> even respectable uh, artists, right? Um, uh, who uh, who who really like uh, wanted to get into that game? They didn't get hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, complete uh, legal play, right? <laughs> of course, mm -hmm. yeah and uh was not so my my thing but still um i, I was keep developing throughout uh, uh for the current bear market right and uh on rarity gun and um was about to uh develop a uh actually i, I stopped developing that when i heard about ordinals uh developing on uh evm chain based uh um multi-chain marketplaces right so mm -hmm. uh a lot of the things that you uh, that you see within track um, was covered there as well, but mm -hmm. not as fleshed out. Um, but it took uh, many of these aspects over from there. But when I uh, heard about ordinance, it was in February this year. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it was a super strong narrative, right? Uh, affordable uh, provenance, uh, um, right on the bit, right on the Bitcoin chain, right? So. Um, affordable data storage up to 400 kilobytes and even more um it's possible um it was it was a no-brainer right so um I, I was looking into that and i was um, really quickly um uh, yeah consumed by it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um i started with onboarding uh started to have onboarding people into the space back then when there really was just <laughs> the audience discord exist uh the existing right uh, people came in and then was the only way you could inscribe something was act, act, actually using the art wallet. You really needed a node for that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was not easy for people. And uh, at onboarding, I think it was around about 80 people that I just mean there were a lot more people mm -hmm. at onboarding. At the same time, it, it helped also um, securing the bitcoin network because there are more nodes were, uh, started to run at that time mm -hmm. <clears throat> even uh, about all this criticism from maxis and um, things like that they they can agree that this is uh, not really a bad thing right if your network is getting uh, uh is getting stronger yeah in that sense it's uh it's not miners actually right just miners that are doing that but people have completely different interests um and um, then uh, from there, basically moved on. Uh, I got got requests. Hey, can, how can we do mass minting? I did a, uh, I created a, a free console-based uh, mass minting tool that was um, built for the for the uh, for the actual art wallet. People were using that for a few weeks. Um, then I met uh, a super test net there. You probably know that guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he. Um, he pointed me to a uh, to an inscription tool for, uh, that was web based because I got requests basically. Hey, can't you do that in a web app? What you're doing here, it's easier to lose, blah blah. Yeah. And uh, Super Testnet had something like this, but it was only one inscription at a time. Mm. 
so um, got in touch with him. Uh, we worked then uh, for some time uh, together. Um, so I ex extended that uh, that inscription tool and um, made it like a mass inscription tool. Added more and more features, right? And uh, from that looks ordinal, right? Um, uh, um, spun, right? So that was uh, great at the time. Now it's more like a pro tool. It still has a lot of uh, just kept the uh, development keeps going. Uh, still a lot of features, but it's not like uh, for the absolute uh, beginner, right? This isn't as a tool where you really need to know what you're doing because yeah. it's self-custodial. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, then at some point, um, uh, what was um, keep uh, keep developing um, my stuff for Rarity Garden, and I noticed then when uh, the space uh, started the first time to really kick off. Um, that all the available um, API endpoints um, that were uh, available until this point suddenly stopped working. So it was one by one, pop, 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 pop. Hmm. It was just gone, right? Yeah. Um, there wasn't even a paid alternative or something like that, right? So um, figured then what happened is um, everybody started to disconnect uh, themselves from the outside world to manage their stuff and and exclusively their stuff. So. Uh, that got me thinking, probably not so good idea in an emerging market. Uh, the first thing you are doing is to, to, to cut yourself off from the outside world, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're cutting off developers, yeah, you're cutting off consumers, you're cu cutting basically everybody off. I, I know the intention behind it, I can understand it. Uh, in certain cases, it's, it was surely necessary because of uh, server loads and stuff like that. And um, then I realized very quickly... Um, also, when uh, when um, I released, for example, a, 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 a loot for Taproot uh, collection, that was actually that uh, worked together back then um, with uh, with the guys from the loot projects themselves, mm. the project themselves. Themselves, I realized with that project, okay, that goes a little bit too far. We need uh, indexing here, right? So. Mm -hmm. um, um, but uh, certain aspects that were required back then were all, were was already cut off to achieve that, you know, indexing and tracking. Mm -hmm. And um, then BSC twenty came, and everybody literally uh, got into it. I was like everybody else, just fun, uh, fun inscribing all sorts of uh, uh, sorts of um, ticks tickers, right? So and. Um, and then I, I I raised the question in Raritigan, hey, uh, we need tracking, right? So what what if, if if I just deploy a token, right? And if that mints out, it's just like a vote on uh, that that uh, a tracking uh, independent tracking uh, needs to exist and something like that needs mm -hmm. to show up. Mm -hmm. and, and got minute minute out quickly, um, which was really great. Uh, and from there, um, basically the uh, the main focus for now is track. Yeah? Although it's part of this uh, broader rarity gun thing, <clears throat> um, because the point is, I personally need track the technology, the product myself to yes. be able to move on with the parent project, which is rarity gun, right? So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. Um, so and then it naturally evolved to what it is right now, uh, and and it's uh, evolving even further, yeah, in the future. 
um, to a point, uh, and that's what I always said is um, to a point where track the product um, will be released uh, for the public as an open source project. And uh, then there will be a track entity that handles that. And there will be a um, track the token, which is, uh, as it turned out, now the governance token. <clears throat> now the governance token. And uh, these three parts are uh, intertwined. Yeah. But they are also its own thing, right? Uh, in some sense. And um, from that moment on, when this is like an open source uh, project, I will be just a developer like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then, then the idea is then basically that I can get back to uh, to the projects and the stuff that I have to manage uh, in other areas, right? Benny, so, and, yeah. Can can you uh, can you explain basically why an indexer is so important for the ordinals ecosystem? Um, yeah. So we don't have smart contracts, but um, nevertheless, we want smart contract like behavior. Mm. Yeah. For uh, we want to make sense of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure, provenance is one thing. Um, but you want to um, take bitmap, for example. You want the simple, the simplest thing you can imagine is uh, tracking who was the first of the same inscription, right? Mm-hmm. So um, th- that's the, the most basic thing you can actually do. That requires already tracking, um, BRC twenty account balancing, right? Sure, you can um, write that all. Um, you can write that all on uh, on chain, but with a smart contract, uh, it's um, it's impossible with smart contracts uh, to give this life meaning, yeah, and uh, uh, and, and certain algorithms, right? That you just need to, you just cannot cannot execute them. And um, so the idea with tracking is basically that you um, specify um, specs of um, how. Um, uh, a rule set for tracking should be. You flesh these out. Then um, you 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 still operate with these rules uh, w- on what is written on chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not com- uh, you're not coming up with stuff out of thin air, right? Mm-hmm. So the traces of what are in these rule sets set, uh, rule sets are laid out are on chain. It's just about the rules, how to read them, what mm-hmm. to do them, yeah, and and things like that. And that differs then vastly, of course, from how smart contracts work. And um, it's of course um, it's of course um, just uh, um, similar to a uh, to identify the state of uh, of what this particular asset you are tracking uh, is in. Um, but that is as close as we can get to smart contract uh, for for tracking, and that's why it's so important. Yeah, you, if you look at things natively, you can of course come up. <clears throat> with different uh, with different uh, layers, right? You can say, okay, I have a side chain, L two chain, whatever, right? Put that somewhere else and um, and care care from there, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's not native anymore. You will always have this gap, um, um, odd wallet, yeah, and and your solution because the odd wallet itself is 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 already an index, right? It's, it has its own index, <laughs> pulls the data from from chain. Gives it meaning. Which inscription is actually a valid inscription? Puts that in its own index. Um, that's basically index zero, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and um, since it started off like that, in my opinion, and that's what where track comes into play. You should continue with that principle, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a way that enables you to keep uh, decentralization, 
Yeah, so that is the idea then behind track. Um, that is uh, then um, solving this issue. Um, you have re reliable tracking. You have it decentralized. You can expand on <coughs> on existing data that somebody else has previously um, through his rules had uh, achieved, and then work or uh, work uh, move on with working through more. Yeah, mm -hmm. so basically creating more out of the rule sets of others. So you're basically. <clears throat> the idea is that you are able to compose and build on the shoulders of others. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me explain this so that um, the audience is like following here. So basically the way that Bitcoin ordinals work is you have essentially, if you're a project, you have to basically have like a Bitcoin core and that core is all about sending Satoshis to each other in a completely decentralized way. Right. Then on top of that, there's these, this thing called Ordinal's client, which runs on top of the core. And the Ordinal's client, is its job is to assign an ID to each of the Satoshis. Mm -hmm. And so by assigning an ID to a Satoshi, you're making Satoshis non-fungible, right? Because your ID for a Satoshi is different than my ID. My ID might have an inscription of a, pic of a picture. Mm -hmm. And you might think that's valuable. So my Satoshi is valued differently than your Satoshi, yeah. right? So non-fungible, right? Yeah. And when it comes to projects building ordinals like um, like like track or bitmap or anything, they you, you you essentially have to come up with these meta protocols that indexers have to support. So say for example, you come up with this idea called bitmaps. It's supposed to be this this decentralized like metaverse ecosystem where every block represents a district and the transaction represent parcels. Mm -hmm. There has to be an indexer involved here to to be able to um, have a parent child inscription process to be able to inscribe a parcel of of the parent inscription bitmap, right? And uh, and so that's I think that's the kind of like the uniqueness of like ordinals right now, because we have to get projects like track involved to say, Hey, track, I need you to index, you know, this portion so that I can, you know, show my, my users, you know, this particular aspect of the project mm -hmm. and without tracking or without indexing, you, you cannot do that. Right. So, um, so indexing represents like a critical piece of like the whole ordinals ecosystem. So, so Benny, how, how do you envision track being a, a way for developers to be able to track their own, own sort of like pseudo meta protocols using track? Yeah. And also to, just to add on top of that, cause how do we, how do we get assurance on as far as like the reliability of what it is yeah. that, you know, individual indexers or, you know, I guess truth providers, I guess I, I would kind of kind the way I understand it. Yeah. Uh, what's the way to validate what it is that people are indexing is true uh, you know for us outside i guess users yeah there are different approaches and that mm -hmm. uh, in that matter um but um to to answer the first question um the, the idea is um especially for track that um, this is a developer ecosystem so uh the focus on 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 projects and the developers um and they are uh, will be able to uh, basically download um, from GitHub um, different types of packages for different types of um, use cases. Um, this goes from uh, from um, yeah standard uh, ordinals tracking where just the the ordinals themselves are tracked, right? So 
um, which one exists, then um, can go uh, so far to uh, to actual bitmap bitmap parceling, right? So, um, and and these are these are like packages that um, that um, Track will initially pull out, right? But developers are uh, invited to uh, expand on them, and then uh, through pull requests, right? To include them and then through some further process that I will uh, um, introduce uh, with with uh, further development, uh, they will be included in the um, for now working title is uh, network mar marketplace. Yeah, where then hopefully a an ecosystem starts to evolve where the different developers um, and um, track service providers can basically promote and um, show. Uh, their solutions for what they made uh, what trackers they made uh, and make it public and earn money with it right mm -hmm. or not yeah um and uh that that's something uh, uh how you would get access to that and additionally on top you of course you, you need to have a source of of indexing and these are a special type of peers within track yeah mm -hmm. that you can run that are beefier they're most comparable to um i would say to something like a um yeah, like a validator node. Yeah. Okay. Um, they are they are they are basically um at the core at, at the base um of, of the data. Yeah, they read from the from your art wallet, and um and these are um uh, treated uh, uh, in a special way, and for these there are incentives supposed to uh to supposed to be worked on. I'm not one hundred percent clear yet. Yeah. Uh, how these incentives will look like, uh, look like. I have um, various ideas about that, but mm -hmm. that will be solved too. And um, the thing uh, with uh, with validating uh, with validating that <laughs> is that that these um, uh, when you basically consume uh, data from let's say um, from somebody else's work, right? So um, he's basically a writer, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, then, then he's also part of a mesh and um, of, a, of a mesh of different uh, participants in, in that track net network. So when you have uh, when you have that writer, um, the idea is basically to say um, that um, the that for the same inputs you need to have the same outputs. So um, there is the, uh, there's this, this thing that these writers can actually cross check um, between themselves yeah horizontally um and periodically if they uh, if they the results uh if the input uh, delivers the same results and at the moment i'm tending to say it's like a, a 51 percent thing so a 51 percent right so um come to the same agreement um then uh the the exact exacting peer party knows that he can trust it right um, that's uh, that's one thing to to achieve that when when it comes to writers, mm -hmm. when you use the um, the actual uh, verified data, <coughs> then um, you will always uh, need to have uh, something to prove to the consumer that this was right. So the consumer also, uh, I haven't implemented that, but it will be working like this. Can act actively from his position check if the data at any time that he gets is consistent with the rest of the network, with what the rest of the network has, yeah. Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built Mscribe, the first inscription platform built from the ground up for the metaverse on Bitcoin. Connect your bitmap ordinals and use our tools to bring your community into the virtual realm.
Support us by joining the movement at mscribe.io. Like, comment, and subscribe for the latest alpha. Back to the video. So, and since this is not a blockchain, right? Um, this is the this is basically a way to achieve that uh, within the Tracknet network. And then <clears throat> recently, um, I got in uh, in touch with uh, not really in touch. I had a discussion with somebody on Twitter. I forgot his name, but it was very in, uh, interesting. With um, you know this internet computer uh, mm -hmm. thing that um, gave actually it was a good idea to make indexes being the provers. Yeah, so it can even spin further from there you can make track or any other indexer yeah in some shape or form uh, resilient against all sorts of different attacks from within the network but in the end it can also prove to some other instance of let's say uh, let's say icp uh, uh being a prover and then uh, all these different indexes can uh, can meet at one place and prove actually uh, uh their outcomes so the um but that also that also means that the um the entire tracking and indexing space uh, is uh, still and it requires a lot of continuous uh work a lot of continuous uh, experimenting a lot of continuous yeah. continued continued research right mm -hmm. so um for now the part uh, <clears throat> about track that is working is that is decentralized data uh, data uh, distribution yeah so you can create already uh, all sorts of different types of meshes within a track network uh, and uh, secure them at, uh, against each other, right? So if you are at the point when you want to compare that with uh, with data from other indexes, then there needs to be a layer on top of, uh, for that. I mean, um, such an example could be Alex Labs, for example. I think <clears throat> it's a similar way how it's supposed to work, right? Um, but that would be a way uh, where, where where the different indexes can meet and get some additional layer of, uh, of verification. So, so Benny, let me let me see if I understand this. So, for track, what you what you're doing is essentially you're indexing everything associated to ordinals. So basically, any anything that's happened on chain before December of last year. That's n that information is not accessible through track. Is that correct? Uh, everything that happened before December last year is is available to track. Yes. Okay. So um, okay. So then what? So what information? Because December marks the the point of ordinals, right? When Casey Rodimer came up with the ordinal theory, and I guess the introduction of inscriptions, right? The introduction of inscriptions. So the data before that point, you're just you you have the information of all of the Bitcoin block data, like accessible, like ready to query. Is that is that correct? Is that am I understanding um, that? Um, track tracks uh, from the beginning of ordinals, not the entire Bitcoin history. Okay, that's it's, what I was asking. Okay, so yeah, it, it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, um, we partially uh, did that with uh, with the uh, with the Bitnet project, mm -hmm. uh, yes. obviously. Correct. Um, but it can do that, yeah. So, um, okay. but. Uh, the focus mainly is is on ordinals. Okay. Yeah. The but reason, of, we'll, of course, we'll do that, yeah. Yeah, because the re uh, yeah, because let's say there's a project on on ordinals, and and we sort of talked about this in one of our pre previous videos called DMT Digital Matter Theory, where you can extract the data from Bitcoin's blockchain to uh, in, to inscribe BRC twenties, and um, and so you what we would need in order to do that is the ability to query the blockchain data. 
to uh, to say to discover a pattern, right? To discover some sort of pattern. Like one pattern could be how many times did a transaction of above ten thousand Bitcoin occur, right? And so we need some sort of database in order to to index this information. And let's assume that it only occurred a thousand times. That means the max supply or the available supply of this token would be a thousand. But uh, but I don't think there's a place for for us to extract that information yet. Mm. So this is a a different service basically than what Track is currently doing. Is that correct, Benny? Uh, this is something that is completely different from what is available now. Okay, that's I'm uh, just trying to confirm. Yeah, yeah, okay, but it can be added for sure. I mean, um, somebody can uh, can create a writer that uh, goes through uh, the entire blockchain history, uh, records the data, and tries to find pattern. I mean patterns. I mean. Uh, you, there is uh, a plugin system uh, involved uh, with, with track um, where I could see this working, for example, um, in, in finding patterns, right? Where okay. you basically uh, yeah, check the it, different it, outcomes, it, uh, different blocks. Yeah, so, I guess I'm not trying to get too deep into like pattern recognition stuff in, in this conversation. I, I'm just trying to understand in like my mind, like how all this, like what exactly track is doing. And so track focuses on the inception of ordinals and forward, right? If if a project like Bitmap needs access to like previous data, then yeah, you can support that. But ultimately track is about like inscriptions and then moving forward. Anything that you come up with that, like BRC20s, you know, any any flavor of a fungible token on top of that, that is all like what track does, all mm -hmm. ordinals focused. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All things all in all. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so can you uh, explain exactly what the TAP protocol is and like the extension to the BRC20 that you did uh, release recently? Uh, yeah. Um, the TAP protocol is um, basically uh, for now a slight modification of the BRC20 protocol. Uh, slight in the sense that it uh, extends uh, with a token send uh, function, right? That enables you to do... Uh, mass sending of uh, tokens within the TAP protocol, uh, which is what I call an internal function. Then you have uh, external functions that behave exactly in the same way like BRC20. Mm -hmm. And um, the intention behind this is um, that uh, I was looking at the different projects, right? How uh, and the demands of people um, that are looking to have something like a, not, not even necessarily uh defy but but at least something that makes their life easier um mm -hmm. in terms of, of uh, functionality mm -hmm. and um with, without making it too too complex by introducing uh new technologies uh layers on top uh, and things like that and um i developed that that idea earlier already um be before bitmap um, where um, where you can basically achieve something like that, but uh, but you need to have the um, um, the um, you you will need to have basically new new protocol for that to do that, mm -hmm. and um, but at the same time I'm a huge fan of BSC twenty, right? Yeah. So and I don't want to want to replace anything there. Um, so um, and and then then the idea came up to to have this tap tap protocol and um, exclude um, on purpose uh, the ticker lengths that are usually inscribed for BRC20, which are one, two, and four. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rest is then uh, 
available in the, in the, basically within the token side of the TAP uh, protocol. Uh, the TAP protocol um, is uh, supposed to be extendable through uh, through governance, uh, community governance, and um, not necessarily just about tokens. Yeah, so token is now one thing that is uh, is being addressed first, and um, it can also be um, including different uh, different aspects. Yeah, within ordinals. So, uh, for example. Uh, for example, governance itself itself uh, is being planned to be implemented within TAP. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, that's a, it's, it's a, a non balance balance a token balance changing um, uh, a part of the protocol, right? So, um, but it has has of course some touch point with, with tokens, um, but it's not about tokens themselves. That's why you have, for example, when you deploy a token in. Uh, when you deploy a token within tap um you have a um token minus prefix so and any further um updates functions additional functions will have their own prefix um yeah and as i said it's not necessarily about tokens but that's how it started mm -hmm. yeah. did you know that we're more than just a youtube channel we also built metazone the first app store for the metaverse buy sell and explore a new class of digital assets like our flagship game rovi.ai Support us by collecting your digital assets through MetaZone at MetaZone.io. Like, comment, and subscribe to stay updated. Back to the video. So why why was it necessary to, to do a TAP protocol rather than like an extended functionality of a BRC20 token? Like why why is there that distinction? Uh the the, the for, for me personally, the main distinction was that um I need to. Uh, I have ideas, for example, that I would like to um, to showcase to the community that I surely know um, won't uh, won't even consider on the BSC twenty side, and somebody else is working on the BSC twenty side, right? Okay. There is, from my point of, at the moment, it's it's a rigid thing. I know there's development there, uh, but at the moment, it's it's a rigid thing. Uh, at some point, there will be updates, but. I want to introduce things, new things now, not in six months, I see. not in two years, now. So, um, and ideally, I want to introduce these uh, to the community. And if the community says, okay, this is a cool idea, let's do it, they can uh, they can vote on that, uh, mm -hmm. then they can vote on the implementation, and then it makes it into into the TAP protocol. And that is something uh, that I just don't see happening with BRC20. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm just trying to understand. So BRC20s, um, clearly there's people working on BRC20s, and um, isn't it doesn't it come down to like the indexer doing the functionality? Like remember how you were saying that um, you, we we all would like smart contract functionality on top of Bitcoin, but there is no smart contract, so instead we have to rely on indexers to perform that functionality. Couldn't you just build that functionality on top of BRC 20s like standards, like um, um, like the, the the functionality of standards, like deployments, minting, and transfer? Like, can't you add more functions to that, and then just have other indexers catch up to you because you're you are adding functionality to BRC 20? Or am I thinking about this completely wrong? Um. Be because uh, that's a good question, but um, because you would be overlapping with plans of others, right? Right, right. We don't know what the plans are until they are out. 
um, you would have an overlap and then it would get really messy if these indexes suddenly need to start start in uh, start to include something that some other party made made for it right okay, okay. and then uh, and and then the the um, the actual decision maker uh, or makers behind BRC20 come up with their own stuff it will get really messy but what you have is um uh, existing uh infrastructure for BRC20 Mm. Yeah, and um, if you if 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 we rewire our ba- our brains a little bit and take it as um, looking at this like uh, looking at it like um, uh, yeah, like a side chain within ordinals, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? You have um, <clears throat> you have the existing infrastructure. All you need to do is clone that, make a few modifications, and then it's absolutely nicely separated, mm-hmm. and you're not stepping on each other's foot here. Yeah, so that is that is basically why I believe um, it's not a good idea to okay. interfere with that. Yeah, who are the decision makers in BRC twenty? I guess Domo. It is right. He's the he's okay. the main person there. He originated from that. Uh, he originated that, and uh, to less of my knowledge, um, he went with uh, with Alex Labs, I believe, right. yeah. to to build something. So I believe that there is, of course, a working group that works things out, right, and and does all sorts of things and makes all sorts of decisions. But who it exactly is, I don't know myself. Okay, okay, yeah, because I I was wondering because typically when something like a like a concept of BRC twenty comes out and it gets traction, and uh, I I feel like it's up to the community to add functionality to it or or really it's up to the indexers to recognize additional functionality coming from the brc20 ecosystem uh but i see which i see your point in in order to really accelerate the speed of development in like the fungible space just come up with your own protocol that you can that you control as an indexer and then you just add functionality as the functionality is needed Right, and you don't have to necessarily wait for any other BRC twenty indexers to to come on board, uh, because you're doing this on BRC twenty. Instead, you create your own meta protocol and you just build on top of that, and hopefully get traction from from there. Your yeah, hope, hope of course to get traction there, but um, it's not just about that. It's uh, literally that um, that that we're having a phase of BLC twenty right now where people expect more to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that includes not just people who minted and and traded stuff, but it also includes developers like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So and um, and and also um, to 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 emphasize the respect to BLC twenty. I think it's important that certain aspects, like um, with tickers, right, uh, that you're simply not overlapping with them because BSC twenty is isn't stays the main, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you would say um, uh, this EVM chain should replace uh, sh- should replace Ethereum, for example, which is not which wouldn't make any sense, right? Right. So, and um, to some extent, uh, that's um, uh, that is applicable here too, right? So, okay, so let me paint you a, a scenario that could happen. Let's say TAP protocol takes off and like there's some functionality within the TAP protocol that makes sense for BRC20. You could envision a, a future where Dumbo comes back and say, you know what they did in TAP protocol? I like it. Let's implement it for BRC20 um, and just essentially just do what they did, but enable it on BRC20. Is that technically a possible situation that could occur? 
Oh, it's definitely a possibility. Okay. You know, uh, can never say no, right? My understanding was just that um, that the tech Alex Labs is working on uh, is based on stacks. Yeah, that doesn't exclude uh, changes within the protocol uh, aside from from stacks, right? Okay. But if it's if it's like uh, exactly that, I don't know. It's also about um it, it's also about um who who is basically looking at things there right so um i i'm not so sure how the plans are for brc20 i assume some specs will come out at some point when new specs when there are when there are updates yeah for different uh, use cases but right. um similar to to smart contract development uh, on the um on the on the tab protocol side um it's it's basically imprinted in the dna um that you uh, that the community is not just um answering the question uh what is uh, supposed to uh supposed to get upgraded on mm -hmm. the tap protocol but the implementation so it happens very often uh, on in evm um <clears throat> evm related uh, uh, ecosystems or general smart contracts um that things are um because of uh, tight uh tight timelines and stuff things are getting rushed out right mm -hmm. and then you have like a uh a couple of tired developers right mm -hmm. who then last second yeah get changes which can then uh get uh, changes to be made that can have can catastrophic catastrophic consequences mm -hmm. um because simply not enough eyes are looking at them mm -hmm. right so and uh the tap protocol works in that way that also the implementation is being yeah uh voted on this means there there's a process um coming up uh that uh that enables other people to look at actually what you want to put into that sure. uh in, into that particular um part of the tracking uh and then it's available as open source and everybody can basically execute that yeah and compare yeah. the results so um I don't know if uh if for BSC 20 something similar is in the works I have zero idea but that's that's uh, actually one of the most important aspects of the tab protocol right? right yeah and the only reason why i ask is because i just want to understand technically what the functionality is really dependent on indexers right so like if domo comes back and say let's enable uh, another another function on brc20 besides the three the indexers need to update their their indexing process to account for this new functionality. And, and that's how new functions are introduced, right? And so I just wanted to understand, like, that is how it works. I, can you confirm? Yeah, uh, that is, yeah, well, um, with BRC20, um, it's, um, it, it's it's because of this uh, free tier layered, uh, transferable, available, and balance um, system that you have there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it can be be a little bit tricky. Yeah, if you introduce something that um, that uh, um, if you introduce something that that uh, changes the um, anything in the balances, right? Mm -hmm. And you have indexes that don't uh, implement that. I see. Uh, and then you could have an issue. That's why I assume, and that's also uh, 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 what 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 what's intended for the tab protocol. And everybody will need to do that who's doing protocol updates is to have first a grace time period. Sure. sure. Yeah? I got you. Yeah. So um, that that brings up to to the next point. I was listening to the Ordinals Revolution podcast that you were on just recently, and yeah. uh, so shout out to Ordinals Revolution. So um, 
the the question that I have is 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 that why you're thinking about potentially coming out with your own tap protocol wallet? Uh, I think. Ah, I think I don't know if what exactly I said, but I wouldn't rule it out. I I believe I said. Yeah, correct. But yeah, you're time, thinking about potentially time, doing it. Yeah, at this time, uh, at this time, it's simply too much, right? Yeah. So, and I also, and that's also very important. Um, it's a tap protocol. Yeah. Um, uh, um, that has been pulled out. Yeah, uh, by me. It has been uh, implemented um, by uh, by Track, of course. Um, being being the first tracker doing that, but I do not really want to cannibalize uh, the, the the entire space, uh, sure. you know, already. Yeah, um, I only mentioned that because, like you were saying, if uh, BRC20 were to make an update, right, there's a new functionality, all the indexers and all the wallets, they all have to make their own updates to support this new functionality. And, uh, and so, so then I was thinking, it's like, well, if, if Benny has this tap protocol with this new functionality, it just makes sense for him to create his own wallet so that that wallet supports all this new functionality. Mm. So what's the scenario where the other indexers don't actually, you know, follow along? Basically there's a, there's a, I don't want to use the word monopoly, but basically there is a monopoly on functionality, right? Like for the track ecosystem, so. like all oh, developers who are building on top of this. Um, and if they're associated to any other indexer that's not, you know, kind of like moving along with this new yeah. threshold, they're basically being left behind, right? Yeah, pretty much, I would think. So that's kind of like the dynamic here is, right? Introduce this new functionality, this new, I guess, standard approach to how you still have that route to BRC20, but you can still leverage this new indexing yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Like the product of that should be so like much more, I guess, you more utility, more marketability to whatever it is, these ecosystems that will emerge from that, right? So it's kind of like a consensus will form around that over time. Is that the expectation? Because there's nothing, there's no way to force other indexers to do anything, right? Correct. So it's just a matter yeah, of... Yeah, it's similar, just a, you're right, totally. It's similar to um, to chain forks. Yeah. So the, the miners can follow, but they don't have to follow, right? So yeah. um, the, the, the way um, I updated that recently too, because I was thinking about it too, um, I think a good way um, when you nail it down just to um, to to token balances, right, is to um, to say, hey, you have two options: you either implement the whole protocol, or you take the account balancing from existing uh, indexes that implemented that, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's uh, that's an yeah. ideal solution, for example, uh, within Track. Because you can do that with track, right? Yeah. Okay, at the moment it's just an endpoint, it's centralized and everything. But as soon as it's out, it's not anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So all you need to do then there is um when you're just interested in, in account balancing stuff, right? And don't uh, want to deal with all that other stuff that's implemented, you just need to take that part of the account balancing and check that with your own indexing, mm -hmm. right? To make sure that you're on the uh, on the same page, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think it's gonna go into that direction. Yeah, and this would then include marketplaces, wallets, uh, centralized, decentralized marketplaces. Yeah, basically everything that uh, on the token side that deals with with uh, account balancing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, of course, um, when uh, it's a little bit easier when you um, deal with things uh, that are not tokens, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, where there's no account balancing included other than uh, who was for example uh, who was the first right who yeah some some 
shape or form of course balancing like who owns what mm -hmm. but um this is all and these are all in things that you can uh get uh, information for other through other means without changing everything within your uh within your implementation hmm. yeah it's interesting because um if you're trying to innovate in the space and you're an indexer you you pretty pretty much you're if you're an indexer you're pretty much the smart contract you you are the functionality uh you, you manifest the functionalities you support those functionalities and all of a sudden uh that brc20 or the tap tokens all they they inherit that functionality as long as you support it so mm -hmm. uh that that is the the I, I guess the part of about bitcoin ordinals that is different and different to in comparison to like the smart contract worlds of ethereum and and others yeah um Benny, yeah, can, you, can you explain what uh, a tap punk is and how like how it works yeah that's really funny that's also where everybody had a blast with so first and foremost it's not um part of the tap protocol it is a way to utilize the ticker of the tap protocol because it has this up to 30 uh, 32 <clears throat> symbols length right mm -hmm. so and then there was um this guy uh i also mentioned an odd revolution uh soil w on twitter mm -hmm. uh who, who who started to inscribe just punk underscore uh and then the the the, the punk number right mm -hmm. and then uh was while i was while i was watching what's happening yeah poof yeah then others did that too yeah and then it, it totally escalated and what they did was basically they were deploying a token giving that the name and then minting uh given, given it the, the name punk and then minting it okay so mm -hmm. far so good uh got uh got totally out of hand and then people started to do that um with other things and then i said hey wait stop 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 here right um because um there's one thing like to do it like with punks right but if you continue like that um, you're just claiming to uh, claiming to own what you don't really have the provenance over over the punk right right so <clears throat> then um was thinking how to address this and then I came up with the tap art prefix for tickers uh that you can basically use to um in a similar way than how you would track uh let's say a collection that you want to identify yeah within within, within ordinals uh, through text inscriptions to identify um that this is actually supposed to be something that is linked with an ordinal right mm -hmm. so and um then um prepared there a little bit um uh, within the code that basically does these checks and um uh but outside of the protocol um and and link that basically then together with uh with that uh with that ordinal so it's a simple tap art prefix underscore then you can give it some name yeah freestyle underscore and then the inscription number yeah mm -hmm. that you want to connect it with mm -hmm. uh there is also an alternative uh link prefix yeah because it's actual linking and then I, I I told them look guys you do not own uh you don't have the provenance for the image you're linking so all I can offer you is of uh, put a little uh, a little emoji there a link link emoji there so that just says it's linked right and um if you want um I can write a tracker 
um, that recognize them basically if you also own that ordinal yeah for that linked one and then you get a verification mm -hmm. yeah mark basically they love this kind of stuff uh, but for punks we're treating differently uh I also I also have the opinion you need to appreciate that that there were already I think at that point there were already five thousand people uh, inscriptions yeah no actually ten thousand inscriptions mm -hmm. because of the deployment and you cannot just tell them look you just you just did that for nothing right so right. And it was the first of its kind of its kind that led to this tap art prefix so and then we basically said within the community you know these these are specials these uh, special these get a crown yeah this is, uh, these are the first. Uh, in, in in that way being inscribed uh, on the tab protocol yeah but that's it yeah mm -hmm. from now on please use tab art so it's not going to get inflationary yeah mm -hmm. to that point um that's uh that's something that everybody agreed on yeah because otherwise you will just have uh tens of thousands of uh, sorry useless uh uh tokens yeah mm -hmm. being inscribed that, uh, that that are not even worth an inscription anymore to mm -hmm. people yeah uh so and uh, it, it it's it's something like that that you need to address early on um so it's not becoming a problem later and with tap art <coughs> the tap art prefix we also have um um with basically the um yeah basically the uh the precursor uh of a fractionalized um uh fractionalized uh um ordinals yeah uh on on taproot because of course you can these are tokens right they are linked with an ordinal mm. uh if, you, if it happens you 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 only ordinal behind it it's something with value yeah can also be sets yeah sitting in that ordinal can can be art can be anything community needs to make sense of it not me yeah. but you have a way of um, basically saying okay i i can sh i can prove provenance by showing that i own both mm -hmm. Yeah, and I fractionalize that through the supply of that token behind right. it, right? Makes what sense. people make of, of it is their thing, right? Sure. They can potentially lock that up and multi-signatures and stuff like that, the sure. art to protect the <clears throat> the value behind the ordinal. <clears throat> but it seems like that something simple like this uh, can emerge into something um, more interesting pr yeah. pretty yeah. quickly. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, and this is this is the value of having someone like like Benny be part of the the ecosystem, and and yeah. and on top of that, Benny happens to be running an indexer, enabling new functionality to fungible tokens. All of a sudden, there's like this potential fractionalization option for right. people who hold the provenance. Right? right now, they can fractionalize something. Yeah, I'm wondering, like that's a good already like flagship showcase of like what what has been enabled, right? Yeah, through, through Benny's contributions. But that's I'm wondering. Right considering like where we are in this ordinal space and how much, you know, how much is lacking overall because we're not operating under these frameworks of smart contracts and stuff to, to bring in more like programmability mm -hmm. to this ecosystem, how much more infrastructure is left outside of like solidifying the decentralized indexing space mm -hmm. and figuring out the right, I guess, like implementations of how do I associate the right functions to this indexing information process? Like what else is lacking? Are there enough developers within the ordinal space right now addressing the missing components of this infrastructure or? Yeah, know. ultimately, Benny, are we, let's say if Benny was the only indexer <laughs> in the space, are yeah. we to rely on you to do everything or mm -hmm. how do we, mm -hmm. how do we get like equal participation from, from all indexers to like index yeah. the same thing? 
Yeah, I, I hope it's I hope it's not just track. I hope it's not just me. Yeah, because uh, that would not be healthy for mm -hmm. the market or for you. <laughs> for, yeah, for me too, of course. Yeah, uh, in, in a physical sense, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I see um, a lot happening in the future when it comes to um, uh, to initiatives to streamline um, mm -hmm. the different aspects. Um, I, just yesterday, <clears throat> I, I was thinking, like, my God, um, we're doing all this stuff uh, based on on JSON, right? Mm. So, but there are three main JSON uh, specific RFCs in play, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not uh, if you're not um, using the right RFC, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, for your JSON, right, I can have catastrophic consequences, right? So. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm just like I'm I'm, I'm using like uh, the, the 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 most recent one, right? But um, these are these are things like that need to be fleshed out, right? It needs to say basic. There needs to be an instance <clears throat> similar uh, to to uh, to let's say an EIP, yeah, for the space yes. uh, that defines such things. Yeah, otherwise you will at some point when it's getting more complex um we're running in <clears throat> we're running into issues definitely and that's where everybody needs to meet now um ideally uh not as uh, not in form as decision makers but maybe as uh, in form of uh, consultancy and then telling a um telling a um uh, an independent entity uh, the point of views and that independent ent uh, entity then decides actually what is standard and what is not right mm -hmm. And I think that this uh, should come, right? So, um, and um, the, the the community had the idea to uh, already to have a um, a tip, um, the, what they call it, a tap improvement proposals, mm -hmm. right, within the protocol. Mm -hmm. Could make sense, I don't know, but uh, something like improvements like this uh, will at some point be required to make it uh, in the ordinate yeah. space, especially for tracking. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately it's going to be as simple as a GitHub repository of all the protocols and all the functionalities all being agreed upon by, I guess, the community. And what is agreed upon is supported by the indexers a part of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the APIs being used by developers to the indexers are the, one, are the indexers who are the fastest to provide the information, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about now... Benny has to figure out the right, you know, tech stack in order to provide the information that developers like us need in the fastest way because he's competing with all these other indexers, right? Yeah. And um, and then we're supposed to pay for those API calls so that Benny could put some food on the table, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you're not paying API calls for track. No, no, <laughs> Just... yeah, for right. You're, you're not paying for API calls today, but eventually you're going to have to monetize because you can't do this for free forever. Right. So. Um, then, then, sorry to interrupt you on that, but there will be for sure enterprise support. Yep. But uh, Trek is not going to charge individual developers to uh, to for data that's that's basically freely available in the network. So that that's sure. probably a difference to uh, to other indexes potentially. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and the whole point is that um, you know what you're doing is is extremely valuable to the community. And the only way to sustain it is to figure out some monetization method for you to like sustain your activity. Right. So uh, the enterprise makes a lot of sense, uh, but like independent developers, they should be able to, you know, use your API calls and 
you know, once they start doing like a hundred thousand API calls per day, then it's like enterprise enterprise time and you got to pay. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> I had one of the, one of the last questions we have about two minutes left, Benny, I wanted to talk about parceling, but uh, I don't think we have enough time to talk about that. So do you want to, uh, parceling specifically for bitmaps, but do you want, do you want to talk about anything that you're working on that you want the audience to kind of know about and anticipate or anything that you want anybody to know about? Uh, you mean in regards to parcels? No, no. Parcel? In, it, sorry. In regards to um, track <laughs> yeah. and what you're work, working on. Because I wanted to talk about parceling, but I don't think we have. Oh, yeah, okay. okay, understood. Yeah, I yeah, just, uh, just didn't get it at first. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, right now on uh, liquidity pools within the TAP protocol. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's not gonna uh, not one hundred percent work, like because it's not necessary, like like liquidity pools on Ethereum, simply because there are no smart contracts uh, involved. So it's not gonna be like trying to mimic that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's gonna be uh, liquidity pools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's uh, what I'm working. What I'm working on right now, and um, also have some plans <clears throat> for the governance because um, said in the um, uh, also in the track community, uh, which is has now an overlap with TAP, <clears throat> which well by the way needs to get sorted too. That that these are then two different. Uh, that it's clear that these are two different things, right? But um, anyway. Um, that um, uh, that there need to be like at least a couple of strong uh, uh, on strong um, features being implemented uh, within the within the tap protocol before it goes to governance. So, um, which then is the uh, um, first thing on is the um, is then basically liquidity pooling, and the second will be the, the um, will be governance part. Uh, so the, the liquidity pools, that's to be able to swap tap tokens uh, with each other. Is that correct? It's an it's a, an internal, uh, it's a purely internal thing, of course, but through this external part, there is at least a way uh, available to um, to basically bring things in and bring things out. Yeah, in some, some value. It's not direct liquidity, of course, right? Um, but um, you have an interface, uh, you basically have an interface to the outside world and then internally um, you can go wild. Yeah, so uh, that, that's what you can actually do there. Um, neat idea um, probably for marketplaces would be to make this process transparent between the different protocols that are similar. Um, I don't, uh, to, to shift basically, the, to shift the value, I don't like to say liquidity, but shift the value of the different um, different protocols uh, between the different protocols in a transparent way. Yeah, mm -hmm. for for the user, this is probably an idea that maybe I don't know in what time in the futures uh, in the future marketplaces uh, would allow for. But but that's the the layer where I where I would see, for example, um, how you can shift uh, the different um, uh, the different assets. Uh, between the the protocols. Mm, okay, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, liquidity is going to be like the single most important thing, and to, to enable everything DeFi. And if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna be focusing on that, then Tap Protocol might be like something interesting for people to pay attention to. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think that's like the natural expectation right now. Of like, you're already seeing like the whole like ordinals are dead memes starting to spread because yeah. I mean, everyone's 
sitting on the sidelines waiting for this DeFi era to emerge, right? Just right. like, you know, the meme token economy can only go so far, right? We need these functions. We need like an act, the financialization of everything to yeah. kind of like enter this space, right? And until something like TAP and, you know, we, we talked to uh, uh, the Oshi team mm -hmm. working on BOSS protocol last week. As far as we know, these are the two. And I guess what's going it's on true. with Alex Labs, whether or not everyone's going to just migrate to layer two to do all these things is to be determined. But yeah. without a doubt, that is the state of where we are as yeah. like a, an ordinals community. Who is going to crack this code first, right? And where is DeFi yeah. going to happen? And once the TVL metrics start to come in, we see that, you know, that exponential growth. Yeah, we then we could actually like, you know, start raw rawing about something, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, let's see what happens. But uh, so no pressure, me, Benny. No yeah. pressure at all on you <laughs> whatsoever. No, no. Uh, I just like to to call this uh, OrdFi in this Ord case uh, for mm. tap, mm. um, so like because it's not DeFi. Yeah? Beautiful. So, yeah. Already, you're, will, already you're in the lead. <laughs> yeah, it, it will look different than than the the usual DeFi stuff. Yeah. So there there needs to be a distinction to be made because it's simply the fact that's different. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's not going to operate. The mechanisms will be different, yeah. but yeah, it's, I, I agree. I, I align with, we have to create as much distinguishing, distinguishability, I guess, between, you know, what's happening on Bitcoin ordinals, what happened already in the past with Ethereum. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because it's not DeFi, because DeFi is Ethereum-based. This is right. Bitcoin, right? This yeah. is something different. Totally agree. Ordfi, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on that. Yeah, same. Hashtag Ordfi, start spreading it on Twitter right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Benny. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, I wanna I wanna have you back on to focus a little bit more on bitmaps, just because it's really interesting. Like from our personal point of view, just to have like the metaverse deployable on top of Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wanna. I also wanna talk about a little bit more details of like getting parceling uh, going. As far as like, if I want to inscribe one of your parcels, I feel like I should be able to. Mm-hmm. And so that's really going to be dependent on like an indexer supporting such a uh, functionality, right? Um, so eventually, hopefully, we get you back on to talk about that kind of stuff. But, but again, thank you, Benny, for joining us. Um, this, yeah, I, I really appreciate you and like explaining everything about indexing because mm. it's new for us. Like coming from the Ethereum space, like this isn't something that we get exposed to a whole lot just because it was kind of taken care of for the most part in like the Ethereum space when we were in it. Uh, but yeah, just your explanations were very helpful. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure uh, to be with you guys and have this uh, nice conversation and hope to uh, see you soon. Talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, Benny. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.